Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. This week's episode is out on time, I like to think, at least. At least we're recording on our normally scheduled record date. Uh, so hopefully hopefully you're listening to this on a nice Sunday afternoon. No bachelor party in Cabo this week. Yeah, thank the sweet Lord above us, because <laughs> I can only do one of those per lifetime, probably. I was... I was a wreck after that, man. I feel like everybody was a wreck. Ben was like, I needed two days to recover. He lost his voice. Yeah. He was tired, exhausted. I'm like, good God, man. What did you guys do? I went to bed at like 11 o'clock every night. I was quite comfortable. <laughs> I played golf with Wells a couple days ago, um, which was, it would probably be like, what, what would that be like? We got back on a Sunday. I played golf with Wells on that Wednesday. And he was like, dude, I like, this is the first time I've gotten out of bed since getting back from Cabo. Like, he goes, I've lived a very privileged life, and I can easily say that that was the hardest day of my life, getting back from Cabo to Los Angeles. What did you guys do the last night? I think he got a stomach bug. I think he ate something that that messed him up a little bit. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I do remember Saturday night, we were all, like, playing beer pong or whatever, and he, like, went to bed super early, and I was like, dude, stop being such a wuss. Like, let's go. It's the last night. And he was like, there literally is no, no way, no chance I can possibly do anything tonight, but... But yeah, I'm finally back to normal, and it's funny because I leave tomorrow for Mexico again. So, where are you wish guys me go- luck oh, down there? Oh, that's right. Yeah, don't you? You have a wedding? Yeah, my brother's getting married in Sayulita. That's right. Oh, paradise! So he's getting married in paradise. Yeah. Also, very funny story. So, uh, when I was playing golf with Wells, I was talking about this trip, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm staying in Sayulita. My brother's getting married down there at the resort." And Wells goes, "Oh, are you staying at Villa Amor?" And I go, "Yeah, we're staying at Villa Amor. How the heck did you know that?" And he goes, that's the place that I stay at when I'm bartending for Paradise. Oh, so you're going to have to let us so, know how nice it is. See what his quarters yeah. look like. Isn't that so funny, though? The place that Wells stays at to bartend Paradise is the same resort my brother randomly booked to get married at. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'll have firsthand experience down there, I guess. How close it is, is it to the resort that we film on? We checked. It's a 30-minute walk. 30-minute walk? Okay, so Wells stays very close to the resort. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely gonna go check it out while we're down there because we're Kayla and I are down there for like four days. Oh, that'd be nice. Too bad you guys aren't doing there in June because then you could uh, just say hello to all the cast and crew down in Paradise while you were there. Well, since I'm driving, I might like I might catch them at the beginning of filming. So it's TBD. Also, this is a secret to Kaylin, so don't tell her. But uh, well, I don't know if I should say it. I was gonna say hopefully but... she doesn't listen to the podcast. I just like I don't want someone that listens to the podcast to, like DM her on Instagram or something. It's not that secret and it's not that special, but. Our very first date, Kaylin and I went to this restaurant in Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I found out what restaurant it is, and so I'm going to take her back to that restaurant. What a guy. You prince charming you. Have this big extravagant dinner. Yeah, it'll be nice. That'll be so nice. She's going to love it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to walk into the restaurant and see if she picks up on the fact that it was the place we had our first date. What if she doesn't? I'll throw her off the balcony, I was about to say, what happens if the dinner is over, you pay the check, and you're like, uh, you haven't said anything all dinner about the fact that this is the first place we went to a date on. Yeah. I emailed the restaurant, and I was like, hey, can you give us, like, some preferential treatment, you know, maybe, like, put some rose petals out. Uh, they haven't got back to me yet, but <laughs> TBD. Oh, well, hopefully they do. That'd be so nice. Uh, wait, was that your first date outside of Paradise? Like, you guys left? And then no, that you know how like you take go down with a date card, you ask someone on oh, a date, you yeah. go on the date. So that was the dinner we date. Had, we had the night, we had a night date, so we just drove straight to the restaurant. That's where you. She said that you live a pretty cool life. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. it's funny actually. I was taking a, I was taking a number two today, and I was passing some time, and I watched the YouTube clip of it. Sounds like uh, a pretty cool it life. Pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny to go back and take a trip down memory lane. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll I'll uh, trick her to jumping into the pool again this time, and I don't know. But Did she not yeah, jump into the pool in the first time? Well, I don't know if you remember. I mean, it's obviously a very small detail that only probably me and her remember. But we were like hold hands, and we we're like, all right, we're gonna jump in the pool on three, and then we go one, two, three, and she jumps, and I don't jump. Oh, what a what a dean move! What a jerk! Yeah, it's very classic. Very Did you classic. jump in afterwards? Obviously. No, I, I put my clothes back on and left. Yeah, all right. I'll see you later, Kaylin. Good day. <laughs> see you back at the resort. Yeah, I jumped in, obviously. Um, but yeah, it'll be funny. It'll be. It's just so funny that my brother decided to get married there. So I'm like driving down and going to hang out. Uh, his wedding is next weekend. So we've, I've got like four or five days to drive down. It's a 24-hour drive. My buddy uh, from Colorado is coming out and driving down with me. So at least we'll be able to like take shifts and stuff. And then uh, after the wedding... I'm going to fly back up to Vegas uh, and then hang out for a couple of days and then fly back down to get my van and like drive down, Mex- drive around Mexico. So, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe Paradise will uh, see me lurking around in the shadows and be like, you know what, Dean, just come on, like host the show for us. We, you know, we really could use your talents. <laughs> yeah. Chris isn't back yet. We need a host because we haven't figured it out yet. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, dude, you're going to be spotted and people are going to have rumors that you and Kaylin are broken up and you're back yeah. filming Paradise. Here comes Dean. Are again. you are you and Ashley gonna do anything for Paradise? Because didn't you guys do something for Matt season? Uh, Ashley did something for Matt season. Uh, we did something for Tasha season where we hosted. Um, what was it like the Man Baby Challenge? That's right. That That's was right. a lot of fun. And then Ash went back on Matt season and hosted a, a group date there. We didn't do anything for Katie season. Spoiler alert! So you will not see <laughs> Ashley and mine's faces on there. And then Paradise, of course, dude, we would love to go down to Paradise. We're, it's it's a little weird, not weird, but we're obviously trying to get pregnant right now. So that depends. Uh, you know, we'd have to learn more about Zika if that is still a thing, which I don't know if it is down in Mexico. I haven't done enough research, but that all would have to be taken into consideration. But we'd love to go down and make a cameo. We were actually down there for five, four, four straight years, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, five straight years we were down there for something. Damn. We were on Paradise in 2015, 2016, 2017. Carly and Evan got married. We went down there. 2018, we got engaged. Uh, in 2019, maybe we didn't do anything. Well, 2019 was the year Kaylin and I were there. I don't remember oh. you being there, but I was I was only there for a few days, though. Yeah, did we do anything? I don't remember anymore. 2019 was the year we got married, so maybe... I don't know. I'm losing track of time. We were down there for something. I don't remember what the hell it was, though. Wasn't that uh, Chris? Oh, Chris and Crystal's wedding. Chris and Maybe. Crystal's wedding. That is right. Good memory, my friend. Wow. Thanks. I, isn't that crazy to think that they were married? Like where Crystal now has a kid with a new guy. Beautiful child. Congratulations to them both. Chris is in San Diego. He's a day trader. Hopefully he's making tons of money. I can't get into day trading. Yeah, in the super bullish market. He's definitely making. No, I'm just kidding. The market's been so bearish the past two weeks it's been absolutely brutal that's what i keep hearing dude i can't get into the stock of the day trading i tried my my heart rate just goes from 100 down to 50 and my blood pressure is up and down i can't do it i cannot do it i i, I don't know how you guys do it you're just on this app and you're like oh i'm up 100 i'm down 200 i'm up 300 i'm down 400 i'm up 50 and it's like i can't do it i can't do it like my anxiety is through the roof i don't know how people do this I've got a I've got a really bad experience actually just two days ago. Uh, my one of my best friends called me. He's like, "Hey, I want to invest in this like crappy little 
uh, coin. And I was like, okay, that's a dumb idea, but like, I'll tell you how to do it's it. It's called like, Doge. Uh, it's, but it's, well, it's, it's Doge Elon. It's Doge plus Elon. And it's like, in order to like buy the coin, you have to go through this weird process that I've done with a bunch of other things before. So I like walked him through it and he's like, okay, cool. I bought like $2,500 worth. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, screw it. Like, I'm in this with you. I'll put $1,000 in. And I was up like 500 bucks a couple of days later. So I was like, you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm just going to pull out and sell it. And then a week and a half later, it had gone up like 20 times. So I would have made $20,000, but I sold it all. And then my friend who put in $2,500 in is up like 30 grand. And I'm like, Mike, dude, you're crushing it with this investment. And he goes, yeah, I'm still, I'm going to keep holding it. Like, I think it's going to go higher. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm missing out. So I like bought a bunch more, like $15,000 worth. Oh and then literally the... Literally the very next day, it goes, it it drops ninety percent, and I like literally lost all my money. Uh, it's gone up, it's gone back up a little bit since, but it was one of the, it was like the most terrifying investing moment I've ever had in my entire life. I can't do it, man. It's just like I've lost money, I've gained money, I'm all over the place, and it's like you know what? I just want to keep my money. If there's something that I really believe in, I will invest. Like I invest a little bit in crypto. But even that, I'm like, is, is crypto the future or is this all just a fugazi? I don't know. But we should probably stop talking about the stock market, seeing how we are a dating podcast. Uh, we do have a special guest coming up, Austin Kivich. Uh, He is the uh, creator of a Lux Club app. And the Lux Club, uh, it's a dating app. It's a private membership-based dating app for Jews with, quote, ridiculously high standards. Uh, nice. And it's apparently being called the new Raya. I don't really know, but I'm excited to talk to him about the dating app. Why it's it, is it specific for Jewish people with high standards? I don't know. We're going to find out. I just wanted to, to congratulate you real quick before we moved on anywhere else, before I couldn't bring it back to this. I saw in Ashley's stories that you have four straight four A's in college. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, I got my grades back. I was very nervous. As you might remember from the bachelor party, I was writing papers <laughs> while I was there. And uh, I was not nervous that I was going to fail, but I was nervous, like, what if I get a C? That's going to just suck. I I just want to get A's and B's. And then I ended up getting three A's and, and one A minus. So I got straight A's, which was great and very exciting. I'm very proud. I worked hard. So um, are you still waiting for one more grade, though? Nope. I only took I took four classes this semester and then I have one more to take in the summer and then I graduate. But the one I take in the summer nice. is my second language. So it's it's I took Italian 101 this year. And so I'm going to take Italian 102 during the summer with the same professor. Sick. So I feel pretty confident about that. Nice. Does does going back to school, does it like kind of encourage you or like invigorate you to like go to a graduate program or anything like that? No, because I don't know exactly what I want to do if I want to even do anything with my degree. Like we talked about before, Real, really, I just wanted to go back, get my bachelor's because I invested so much time and money into school. And I really just wanted to finish and get my degree and be able to, you know, say that I have my bachelor's, put it on resume, see if it helps me in any different way. Plus, like, you know, it's all virtual right now. So school is, I'm not going to say easier, but far easier to attend, uh, to submit things. You know, you don't have to submit it in person. You don't have to be in class in person. Everything is virtual. So I just literally open up my laptop and I'm in class. So that's been an extremely uh, satisfying part about going to class during the pandemic. Um, But thank you, man. I appreciate it. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool. We'll see. You took a funny approach to it. You like, you basically went to a car dealership, bought a car, Mm -hmm got exactly what you wanted and then never put any tires on it. And then you came back to it five years later and you're like, you know what? It's time to put some tires on this thing. Yeah. It's time to finally use this thing and put some tires on there. Some really good tires. You yeah. Know? I'm happy for you, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's not, I wish I had like more stories, but unfortunately because of the pandemic, you we're not in class. So it's like, I don't interact with any of my classmates. Most of them, I haven't seen their faces because they don't have their camera on during zoom which I felt really bad for the professors. I'd always have my camera on. Very infrequently would I not have my camera on, but I felt bad because it would just be the professor lecturing. It's like this right here. Yeah. And then your camera would be off. And then they're just talking to whoever the hell knows. And I felt bad. So I was like, well, I'm going to put my camera on. You know, I'll be the goody two-shoes student, but whatever. Worked out, got A's. They probably got C's. Yeah, losers. losers. I know that's uh I know you kind of talked about this, and, and obviously it, it would probably not even be in the code of ethics for a professor, but did any of the professors like, oh, you're Jared Haben from uh, uh, from Bachelor? I think there may have, I think two of my professors may have known who I was, which I was nervous about going in because it's always weird 
um, for your professor to know who you are? I mean, as a student, could you imagine going to a class and then walking in and you know your professor that already creates like an uncomfortable right. uh, environment? Not for anybody in particular, but for me, at least, I always felt uncomfortable. I was like, I don't want to know my professor. I don't want to know my other students. I just want to get in, learn, and get out. But uh, two of my professors, one, I had a professor previously years ago, and then I took him again this year, and he's awesome, awesome guy, and they never said anything, but, like, I think they knew, like, oh, what yeah. What were the hints that you were, they were giving you? Just vibes. It's the best way I can describe <laughs> it, almost as if they knew me. Um, and one, another was a female professor, and again, never said anything, was never uncomfortable, but just, like, tonality, feel, and just, like, there was, like, a sense of familiarity, and I was like, I think they might know me from bachelor <laughs> what's been your what's been your the favorite thing you've learned this semester uh in, in a class setting Ooh, that's a good question the f my favorite thing i've learned um i well i took geography 101 <clears throat> and i learned mapping uh i learned how to map online uh with a website called arcgis and that was pretty interesting. My final project was about um, <laughs> serial killers. I can tell you where my brain is, but um, nice. most specifically about Jack the Ripper because he's fascinating. And so I was able to create some maps about where the murders of Jack the Ripper took place, distance between them, um, things of that nature, uh, you know, time, place, location. So that was fun to do, learning more about uh, the Whitechapel murders, as they're known. Um mm. And then, yeah, my history courses, one was a post-independence African course, which was pretty interesting. We learned a lot about, um, uh, you know, like the scramble for Africa uh, and African nations gaining their independence, uh, you know, mostly in the 1960s, late 1950s. Uh, and a lot of the political issues that, you know, have has faced Africa uh, today and a lot of the roots are from colonialism. So learning about that was pretty interesting and eye-opening and it's, you know, hard to learn about those things. And we can see that, you know, in a lot of parts of the world, there, there are some very tragic things going on, obviously, in, in Palestine right now. What's going on over there is is horrific. Um, but uh, I guess just learning. It's hard to really pinpoint everything, you know, one specific thing that I learned about that was great. Because uh, my history courses, a lot of it is just about, like, you know, civilizations falling or political corruptness or things of that nature. And then Italian was fun too. Uh, but anyway, we don't have to go through like this whole row of things. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like explaining my life away right now. I don't hate it. I like that you're the first thought uh, is to go to Jack the Ripper. And I can empathize with you because one of my favorite podcasts besides this one, of course, is uh, Crime Junkies. And the Crime Junkies episodes, every single one of them is great. But the most fascinating ones are always the serial killer episodes. They're, why? they're just so they're so exciting. It's like what you take a crazy turn and then all of a sudden you're like, how is this guy not caught yet? And then they're like they go to their property and they unveil like 10 more bodies. And you're like, this is awful and insane. Dude, we're obsessed with serial killers like as a society. Why do you think people watch 60 yeah. Minutes? Why do you think what was the serial killer show that was directed by David Fincher on Netflix? I forget it, but it was a huge success. Or Zodiac, or all these movies, Seven, you know what I mean? Like, there's something inherently interesting about it. It's horrific and terrible, but yet, like, captivating. So, anywho, yeah. that just says, like, a lot of us as human beings, we're just uh, horrible people, really, in the core. Um, <laughs> That's why it's nice It's nice to be able to plug in, like, Grand Theft Auto or something and just, like, be like, oh, okay, don't want to do that. No, 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 totally. Watch just Disney, <laughs> you know? That's good with Ash. Ash is just, like, the most, like fluffy butterfly optimistic person you'll meet so like yeah. being around her is uh it makes me feel better about life in a lot of ways um well we do have a guest coming up holy crap we didn't talk anything about dating that's okay sometimes you know in in life and on this podcast we have to really branch out we have to talk about things that are happening in our own lives you know what i mean serial killers sure. schooling first dates right yeah <laughs> what else i don't know that's all i got for you on that one we do have austin Kevich, I hope I'm saying his last name properly. I'm terrible with names. Kevich. Kevich. Austin Kevich. Yeah, it's Kevich. Uh, creator it's of Kevich. Lux, uh, the Lux Club app. He is coming up right after this break. Stay tuned.
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Jared Dean here, and we have a very special guest. He is the creator of the Locks Club app. Uh, it is a dating app specifically for Jews with, quote, ridiculously high standards. It is Austin Kevich. Austin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Did I pronounce your last name right? Because I'm terrible with names. Levich? You did. Kevich. Kevich. Wait, how, <laughs> how did you? How did you miss? You're not mispronouncing it now. You're just adding letters. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm just butchering it. Kevin, I said Kevin the first time. You know what it was? It was because I, I, I read it off the screen, off our rundown. So I read it properly. And then I was on the Zoom looking at your face. And then for some reason, Levich just came in my head. So Austin Kevich. Yeah. I said it properly. The, cla- the K to the L, classic mistake. Okay, the hell, yeah, classic. Yeah. classic. <laughs> They're right next uh, to each other in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, they're somewhere around there. So, Austin, you created this dating app, Lux Club app. Uh, it is, like I said, for Jews with ridiculously high standards. So tell us about the app, what made you want to create it, and where do you see this thing going? 
Yeah. So, all right. Big question. I'll try to do the, the, <laughs> the quick version. Um, so I was going through a breakup. Uh, this was about a year, year and a half ago. And I was in that, you know, like depressed, anxious phase where you like try to journal and meditate, but you don't actually do it. And then um, I remember I was always anti-dating app. Like I never would, uh, like I had too much pride to ever use a dating app and all my friends would on dating apps. And um, I noticed when, even when people would meet someone on an app, they would lie and say they met at the gym or at the grocery mm -hmm. store through a friend or something. Uh, and then, so kind of as a joke, uh, I, I made a website called The Locks Club and wrote for an exclusive dating app for Jews with ridiculously high standards. And the reason I, I made that the tagline is because I'm also at that age where like my grandma will be like, when are you going to bring home a nice Jewish girl? And I'm like, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I just made the website, like just kind of making fun of um, like this, like elite clubs and, you know, like kind of more superficial dating apps. Um, also at this time, I did try two of the dating apps and I thought they were so corny and like superficial and it was just like photos and, I don't know. It was just, it was, just, it was what weird. Two, what two dating apps you try? Raya and Hinge. Okay. Well, Raya is very superficial, but that's like its whole brand. Yeah. The brand I think takes itself a little too seriously. Well, yeah, yeah you have to, if you, yeah. Cause you have to like get approved and you have to have like some sort of, I remember like a few years ago I applied to be on Raya and miraculously I got approved, but like some of my friends who like they got denied and it's like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, there wasn't really an application flow. It was just like you link your Instagram, right? Yeah, pretty right. much. And it's, I feel like it's a random who they pick. Cause like, there's no reason why I would have gotten on and some other people from the shows who had like just as much of a following quote unquote as me didn't get on. Yeah. I hear that a lot. I hear some people who are like really interesting, impressive people are like, right. I haven't, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't been accepted for years. Yet. On the flip side of that, I had a buddy who had like uh, no social media presence and he got on. So I, I do think it's like just completely random for the most part. Yeah, it could be. It could just be a random algorithm or something. Right. Just like just just picking names out of a hat, basically. But I mean, enough about Rye, enough about Hinge. Tell us more <laughs> about uh, tell us more about yours. Yeah. So you were on the dating apps. You didn't like them. And then what happened after that? OK, so I made this website kind yep. of making fun of the other dating apps, basically. And. Um, didn't think anything of it. Uh, all it was, was a, people could apply to sign up. Um, and overnight, like a couple hundred people, over a thousand people signed up. And I think cause girls were sharing it on their Instagram stories because they just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the idea was so stupid. And, um, then when COVID happened, uh, it's, it suddenly made a lot of sense to start, uh, building the app version of this. And a lot of people had been bugging me up until that point, like Austin, can you make this a real thing? I want to use it. And I refuse to take it seriously for a long time. I could never see myself actually creating a dating app. And here we are. And then, so you, your whole thing was like, oh, this is a dating app that's making fun of other dating apps. So my question is, mm -hmm. how do you get people on the dating app that are actually looking for relationships if like you're marketing it as like, oh, I'm just kind of joking. So the fun part for me was designing the app like to be more of an immersive experience rather than just like a sterile dating app. And what I mean by that is I designed it like this old school deli and you walk in the deli and you have to say, when you download the app, you have to say a secret password. And the actual locks club is like this secret speakeasy hidden within the deli. So you open the app and you get the whole backstory of the locks club was this speakeasy that was around in the 1920s and then mysteriously got shut down and you said a secret password and then um, you apply and then we have a membership committee that actually like thoroughly vets each application and chooses who to let in um, and then we have like it's all it's a it's way more human than algorithm we have real humans reviewing people we have real humans that will reach out to you when you apply and then we have human matchmakers that will ask you your type and then you can tell them what you're looking for um, and then the matchmakers will pair you up with someone. Austin, dating, dating in your life before the locks club, did you use, uh, being a Jew as a filter for people that you would want to date? Like, let's say you met a girl, but she ended up not being Jewish. Yeah. Would you, would you not consider her as a possibility to date? 
No, not at all. And that surprises people. Um, I, I'm not a religious person whatsoever, ironically. Uh, the Jewish thing for me was more of, uh, it's a way to just ensure that there's this shared values within the community. And if you think about it, like the curation thing with shared values is, it, it mostly mimics how it works in real life. Like you meet someone through these curated, you know, like you, and a friend introduces you or you meet someone at work or you meet someone at a kickball game. Um, compared to the other dating apps where like, it just shows you everyone who's nearby. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's no curation. There's no like guaranteed uh, values in common. The Judaism thing almost has very little to less to do with being Jewish and more to do with like, the the values that you know people who are raised jewish tend to have and then people right. people who also like can relate to that who aren't jewish um we allow in i tell everyone uh when they ask me if you have to be jewish to join the locks club i say it's like a deli like it's culturally jewish but anyone can enjoy a deli oh that's cool that was gonna be my next question too like let's say <laughs> you know i wanted to join or something like that I, I guess it's nice to know that i would still be in consideration for it. it's it, it makes me th kind of think of, uh, I'm sure you've, you know, of birthright, you know, like the trip the back to the Holy Land that a lot of uh, young Jewish people are allowed to do. And my understanding of it is, so I'm like less than 1% Ashka, Ashkenazi Jew, so barely, barely anything at all. And I was like, I wonder if that's enough to get me on that trip. It, sure, sure enough, it wasn't. My friends that have went on it uh, have informed me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the purpose of that trip for the most part is yet to to understand better and appreciate your Jewish heritage, but also to find a Jewish partner to help kind of like live on the, the Jewish bloodline essentially, you know? So I kind of thought this was more of, this was like a, obviously I, I know it's maybe not quite as extreme, but it's kind of like a digital version of that. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a good analogy. Birthright. I did birthright. It's wild. That's, that's it's uh everyone hooks up on that trip. I did not right. unfortunately, but everyone in my group did. Um, there's a lot of funny memories from that trip. Um, but with locks club, uh, for me, it was, it was like, I wanted to create this, like, I love the speakeasies with the secret entrances and I love escape rooms and, um, magic shows and like kind of these, I guess it's activities where they're really fun. And if you, you can meet someone as a byproduct rather than, um, the other dating apps to me feel like an, almost like a networking event where you're mm -hmm. explicitly mm -hmm. there to meet someone. So it feels forced and awkward. So right. And then you have to spend and they spend the rest of your time getting to know each other and deciding whether you're into the same things. Whereas if you start off being into the same things, it kind of makes things a lot easier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this yeah. is like a virtual social night out. Yes. That's kind of like what I'm getting for because like like you said, like other dating apps are like you're on there and you're swiping through profiles and it's like, okay, well, this person I match with, this person sounds good. I should go on a date. This is more of, hey, I'm gonna go on this app hang out with other people as if I would if we went to a speakeasy and then hopefully I just meet a person that I exchange phone numbers with and like have a connection with. It sounds ridiculous, but we literally imagine <laughs> we're walking into this old school deli in New York, going to the back room and then there's this cool speakeasy called the Locks Club in the back. Sick. Have you, wait, so the Locks Club is a real place though? It may or may not be a real place, but it's oh okay. It's, I see, um, I see. it's a story that you kind of like when you join the app, you'll you get taken on this journey of the the history <laughs> of the Box Club. And I saw that you have uh you had your first in person event down in Miami. Is that going to be more of a, a of a staple within the Locks Club? Not only can you get like entered into this virtual um speakeasy on the app but there will also be opportunities to meet other people that you met virtually in the speakeasy in real life at these events yeah absolutely so our whole our whole company mission or dream or goal um, whatever you want to call it is to help people find love in non-cringy ways um so we're evolving the app a lot from just a dating app where you swipe through and, and chat with people and and one of those new experiences we're launching is events starting with Miami. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're launching a whole series of in-person events and we also have virtual events in the app. And actually that whole event section is, is coming out in the app store this week. Oh, wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, uh, have you seen the headlines lately where it's like uh, girl exposes like Matthew Perry or Ben Affleck for matching them on Raya and, 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 you know, more or less being creepy. Do, does the locks ever have to deal with anything like that or? With celebrities? 
with just like like I don't know, like outing well, people like, on the app. You, you know, know what how I mean? on Raya there's ex- like exclusivity. Like you can't not exclusivity, but like you can't screenshot something and show it online. Like you can't show yeah. people that are on Raya. Is that something yeah. similar that you're thinking about doing or have already done with? We have that in. Okay. We so so someone's on the locks club. They can't like publicly share who else is on there with them. They can't. Um, we think it's, it's the fun feature. Uh, we can't obviously can't stop someone to like, for example, someone leaked to, is, you know, that Instagram account, do or do Oh yeah. Someone leaked that some certain celebrities were on Lost Club to that account, and it's anonymous, so we have no idea who did it. Um, mm. But we've had some celebrities reach out to our team directly, you know, letting letting us know like their fear of of privacy, mm. uh, and we've done we've taken precautions to to help them, you know, feel more comfortable in the Lost Club and make sure that like uh, it's all taken care of. Yeah. Nice. What what uh what region are you guys mostly in? Is it like across all the U.S. or is there like specific cities you guys focus on? Yeah, right now it's across all the U.S. And then we have surprisingly surprisingly there's communities in in other countries, um, like hmm. some Canadian cities and um, London, Israel. We're planning on actually launching in all those cities. So I didn't expect that to just happen organically, but I'm excited to actually like fly there and host an event. Yeah, that'll be Sick. fun. Yeah, you're spreading worldwide. You guys should I think come. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! Invite us. I would love. I would the love to be there. <laughs> we'll host live. It'll be like it'll be helped by suck at dating on the Locks Club. Live from the Locks yes. Club. Exactly. Exactly. We just got to figure out what the password is. I love the name of this podcast because <laughs> um, because I created a dating app. I'm, I'm like weirdly getting branded as like, oh, he must be a dating guru. But I'm hundred yeah. percent the opposite. Like I, I'm much, I'm much more comfortable being like the guy who sucks at dating, and is honest about that. And uh, that's why I was, I was excited to, to talk to you guys about this because I love. I'll be honest with you, it it wasn't either of our ideas for the name, but we definitely fully embraced the help I suck at dating <laughs> mantra. Yeah, we've grown into sucky daters. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you do you have a girlfriend or anything? I don't have a girlfriend right now. Are you on the Locks Club? I'm on the Locks Club. Um, I'm the only one out of everyone around me that hasn't been on a locks club date yet officially because oh, I've just been literally working on it all the time. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for that. That would be a funny con- conversation to be able to be a fly on the wall for is you're on a date with a girl you met on the locks club and then she ends up asking you what you do for work and you're like, Oh, I, uh, I created the app that, uh, introduced us to each other. Oh, I know. I don't even <laughs> like, and there's a section in, on profiles on, on the locks club for, uh, your career history. And I think I just write that I work at Locks Club. <laughs> nice. You know, in the fa- you know, in uh, the social network where Mark Zuckerberg gets a business card that says "I'm CEO, bitch." Yes. You, you should get that for the Locks Club. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it's so douchey. I know it's so douchey. So and you, you shouldn't actually do it, but it'd be kind of funny if, like, under your your profile, it's like, "Oh, what do you do for work?" I'm CEO, bitch. Uh, don't do that. I'm kidding. Uh, I literally, I literally, I literally write that right now. I'm like implying I'm an intern. I'm like, I work at the Lost. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm on the social media team. Speaking of the social network, the movie. So my co-founder, Alec, Alec Lorraine, I'm going to put him on blast right now. He, when we first <laughs> moved out. So we're both from Philly. We're childhood best friends. Um, and then we moved out here together a couple of years ago and he started dating this girl um, a couple of years ago. And then they had a falling out. Like she might've ghosted him. Um, and then he saw her on the locks club recently and, no way. and they matched and it was like, we we're, I was so excited. Cause it was like his social network moment, like the end of the movie where Mark Zuckerberg gets the message or, or like friend request from her. Yeah. He's friend requesting right. uh, her and he keeps refreshing the page to see if she accepts it. Yeah. And he asked her out again and said, do you want to grab drinks and catch Stop. up? Um, <laughs> and then he, he was excited about that. And then recently we're, so we're hosting a, a happy hour, a virtual happy hour event in, um, in LA. And we saw that she signed up for that. So he's like, wait, what the f-? Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to go out. Um, but yeah, it's hilarious to have the, the two worlds combined like that. Where- this guy just can't seem to lock her down. It sounds like. I know she's his great white Buffalo, which makes, which makes, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It makes him one or more. 
I was going to say, though, I, I mean, I've definitely been in that situation before where I've, like, gone on a date with a girl or, like, I match with a girl on Hinge and then, like, it fizzled or got ghosted or whatever. And then, like, you match on, like, Bumble or something like that, you know? And then you're, like, part of you is, like, okay, like, do I bring up the fact that we, like, have talked before? Do I, le- like, leave it alone and see if she notices? I feel like a lot of people have been in that situation, you know? I've been yeah. on that situation. I matched with someone on, on a dating app and... And then I ended up, they were friends of a friend and I saw them in real life. And I knew that we matched on the dating app, but we never spoke to one another. So we ended up like meeting each other in person and I played dumb. I was like, oh, hi, it's good to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And then a couple hours later, she's like, you know, we matched on a dating app, right? Oh, no. And I was like, and I continued to play dumb. I was like, what? No way. Like what dating app? What are you even talking about? Have you guys ever gone out with someone or started talking to someone where then you click on the Instagram DMs and saw that you had already DM them like two years earlier or they DM'd you? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and, then you, and, then, and then you think, should I just quickly delete it and hope that they never look at this? Well, it's, it's actually funny because it just happened last week. Uh, Jared last and I week? were in Cabo for, well, Jared and I were in, in Cabo for our friends, uh, our friend's bachelor party. And some of the guys on the, on the trip were single. So some of the guys like brought girls back to the, to the house or whatever. And, uh, this, the, like, the, you know, you all become friends, you all hang out, whatever you like go on each other's Instagrams. And one of the girls, well, actually it's funny because two of the girls at the house, one of the girls had like DM'd me back in like 2017. And it's just like, so funny to be like, okay, well, like four years ago, you're like trying to slide in. And now here we are like all, you know, together in Cabo. It's just kind of funny how that works sometimes, I guess. I love that. Did you, did you call her out for it? Um, I didn't actually, but I should have. The other, the other really embarrassing story that I, I probably shouldn't tell, but I'm going to tell, tell it anyways, is uh, this girl comes over with one of the single guys and uh, I like walk up to her. I'm like, hey, I'm Dean. Nice to meet you. And she looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, Dean, we've met before. And I go, crap, you're, you're, you're kidding right now, right? Like there's no way we met before. She goes, yeah, we, uh, we, we met in Vegas about three years ago during iHeartRadio Music Festival. And uh, Austin, I got to tell you, whenever I go to iHeartRadio Music Festival, it's, uh, you know, odds are odds are good I'm gonna be pretty wasted the whole time so I was like crap like what what kind of embarrassing stuff did I get into like thinking I like hooked up with her or something like that and she goes no you didn't hook up with me you didn't hook up with me we just like met and hung out for a bunch at iHeartRadio Music Festival you were wasted and I was like thank god like it could have been so much worse than it was but (laughs) two two scenarios and the same weekend in Cabo it was absolutely ridiculous (laughs) I missed all the fun in Cabo apparently I was in bed way too early (laughs) yeah no kidding oh you were there but you're just in bed no, I went. I, of course I went. I just, I didn't really go out. With, I went out sometimes with the guys. I don't know. I didn't, that night I didn't, obviously. You hit the club with Nick. I went to the club one night with Nick. Yeah, we sat in a booth and had a couple uh, uh, beers and then uh, called it a night. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Nice. It was nice to be out. I haven't been out like that in quite some time. Uh, anywho, Austin, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. I know we got really sidetracked there, but Austin, thank you <laughs> yeah, so much for joining, <laughs> joining us. Um, everybody who's listening, go check out the Locks Club app right now. Uh, get the password to enter through the deli into the speakeasy, and then I'm sure there'll be some virtual events uh, happening in your area of the world soon. You already had one in Miami. There's a, one coming up in L.A. Uh, very excited for you, Austin. This is a great idea, and uh, please come back, and then definitely invite us to an in-person event because we want to go. Oh, yeah, just so everyone knows, Jared and Dean will be at the event greeting everyone at the door. <laughs> There you go. And, uh, We're going to be the bouncers. Taking pictures. They'll be giving out their phone number and their Snapchats <laughs> yeah. to everyone who walks in. So, yeah. As long as there weren't any prior uh, Instagram DM slides, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they'll be NBA the door. Right. Right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Good idea. Keep killing it. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Austin. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer 
gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, Dean, we have a a dating term, kind of. It's a dating term that's not really a dating term. So have you heard of FODA? F-O-D-A? FODA, huh? FODA. It's an acronym. See, I think it was more, I thought it was pronounced more like FADA. I don't know. I'm mis- I said Levich. Now I'm all over the place. FODA or FADA? I call it FADA like fodder, but like FADA, you know? Well, tomato, tomato, really. What it stands for is fear of dating again. So apparently as vaccination rates increase, Uh, People are obviously looking forward to a normal life. I am. We want to reunite with family, be able to travel without worrying about catching COVID, going back to our favorite restaurants, eating indoors. But apparently some people are a little hesitant to get back into the dating scene. Hence, FODA, fear of dating again. Now, apparently the term was first coined by Logan Urai, who's the director of relationship science for Hinge. Uh... Uh, Austin's favorite dating app. Uh, It said that 51% of Hinge users were feeling FODA. Hey, Jared, fun fact, 51% is a majority. That is a majority right there. So the majority of people on Hinge were saying that they are fearing getting back in the dating scene. They say, quote, or I said, dating is always anxiety provoking, plus dating in the middle of a pandemic. It's not surprising that it's been a really trying time for people so apparently people are a little nervous about getting back into the dating game. What do you think about this? I think people are excited. I also think people are hesitant. I mean, dude, dating is so friggin' difficult today in like today's world. There's so much pressure. There's like so many different people at the tips of, of your fingers. Like you, you can literally go on your phone and you're exposed to thousands of people near you. And then here we are. Everybody's out again dating. What do you think about FUDA? FUDA. 
Well, I think the only reason you think so many people are itching to get back into the dating pool is because you're extroverted and outgoing. And I think that means that most of the people that you know are probably similar. And I bet you that number probably is like the more introverted, like reserved people that like a probably don't even really want to go be, be going out very much. But then also like the concept of meeting someone new is probably pretty scary. Well, I mean, a you lot know of what I mean? It, yeah, a lot of us have been home alone. I mean, luckily right. for you and I, we have we're in relationships, so at least we're not like we didn't spend all of our time just in our own head because that would be a disaster. And I would probably be a psycho right now, even more psychotic than I already am. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel like see, I think people are going to get back to normal. I think people are going to ease right into it. I think there's all this hype around people feeling anxious or is it going to be different than the way it was? I think things are going to get back to normal by the end of summer. Well, dude, CDC is saying that uh, you probably don't even need to wear a mask anymore with uh, if you have your vaccine. Vax- vaccine. Yeah, if you're fully vaccinated, they're saying you don't need to wear a mask outdoors. And then certain businesses can still say you need to wear a mask indoors. But like the gym that I go to, I go to the Edge Fitness in Warwick, Rhode Island. Love it there. Sick. Dude, it's... If you're listening to this podcast, catch Jared at the Edge Fitness dude, in Warwick, it's Rhode Island. so nice. There's a movie theater in there with treadmills and bikes. So it's in the back and there's a movie theater room. You can go in there and you can run on the treadmill while watching a movie and they have different movies playing each day. And there's a calendar outside to show you which movie's playing. For example, a couple of weeks ago, they had Major League playing, which is one of my favorite sports movies of all time. So obviously went on the treadmill, did a little power walk while watching Major League and it's pitch black in there. So you can't see other people running. It's pretty spectacular. That is that is pretty cool. Equinox who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, get out of here with you, Equinox. Uh, Edge Fitness, way sicker. Hey, little tangent before we get back into FODA. Uh, I saw that Top Gun is being aired in movie theaters for the anniversary. Oh, the original Top Gun. I know. I want to go see. I want to see if there's showtimes around us. Dude, I f- freaking love Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, let's well, – we, we know your affinity for Tom Cruise. All right, so FODA, I, I mean – I feel the need. I do think there's going to be a little bit of hesitancy. I do think that uh, – People are going to be itching, though. It's like, I think it's going to be one of the craziest summers ever because people are, like, so restless and they've got the restless leg syndrome and they're just ready to get back out there kind of thing. I don't know what that means, like, health-wise for everyone, but... Yeah, I know. It's a little nerve-wracking. I don't know which direction it's going to go, but, like, what I the whole reason I brought up Edge Fitness is because now masks are optional because the CDC said that if you're fully mm. vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. So now masks are optional nice. in the gym, which is crazy um, I think I'm still gonna wear my mask. Um, oh, because you she's saying that's a real incentive for people, uh, because they're like, hey, you don't have to wear a mask indoors if you're gonna get vaccinated. Is Rhode Island a conservative state? Is red? Is Rhode Island red or blue? Uh, we usually goes blue. You know what's so sad though? Like we have, even have to talk about politics when it comes to the virus. Doesn't that suck? The fact that like it's like, oh, depending on your views uh, on the virus predicates on whether you're a red or blue state. And it's like that just blows like can, I can't believe a virus got politicized. It's sad. Anywho, not to go down this road. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, Rhode Island's a maybe blue it's... state. But there's you know, it's nice. it's pretty it's it's red and blue, but it, it usually votes. Right. blue. Well, I know that Denver is about to open up to kind of like uh, restriction free, very similar situation like leave it to the business to decide whether they want to uh, re- to require masks or not. So that'll be interesting. I mean, I like, I, you know, obviously I want everyone to be safe and do what you're comfortable with, but I mean, I think it's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel that we've all been waiting for. Like this is the moment that back in March of last year, when it was all starting to get locked down, you're like, dude, can this just be over already? And I think it lasted a lot longer than we all expected it to. But now it's like, like now it's finally like, okay, this is coming to an end, you know, a hundred percent. This like, I think I think this, like all of these states being like, yeah, like you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to is like the biggest step that's been taken since it, since the virus even came out. A thousand percent. Like the CDC saying, no, you don't have to wear a mask outdoors or I think they they also said indoors if you're fully vaccinated. I mean, don't take my word for it. I, we're idiots talking up here, but like listen to the CDC. Right. But I'm pretty sure the CDC said that indoors or outdoors, you don't need to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated two weeks after you get your second dose. My only question with that is like, no one's going to carry around their vaccination card with them. So you, they're just going to have to take their word for it. Like, that's what I was curious too. Yeah. Can you just say it? <laughs> Dude, I've got some, uh, some friends. So my brother's bachelor party was in, we were on a rock climbing trip out in Utah and, uh, some of the kids that were out there grew up in Colorado with me near Aspen. And so they're all like, you know, mountain town kids, like salt of the earth type people like me, me, but worse, like grungier than me. You know what I mean? 
And a lot of that, or not a lot of them, but I heard stories through my brother's friends talking about how some people up there, like they're, uh, they're, um, you know how like you used to make like fake IDs to get into bars? They're like making fake vaccination cards because no they don't want to get the vaccine, but they want the perks of being a vaccinated individual. Wow. Isn't that kind of crazy? That's insane. I mean, it was only a matter yeah. of time before somebody started doing that. And the car, I mean, I'm sure the cards are easy enough to forge. It's basically just like a little card with a stamp on it. But I was just like, that's, I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, that is insane. Dude, this whole thing is insane. COVID changed the world. Anywho, speaking of changing the world, Foda, fear of dating again. So because most of us have been home so long, Urai continues, there's definitely people who are nervous about getting back to dating. We, we were seeing, uh, what we're seeing amongst our users is that people are really nervous for that first date. And like we just talked about, you know, masks are getting rid of. I, I think people are starting to get back into normal life. I think most people will be able to fall back into it. Um, especially most people are getting vaccinated. They're going to feel more comfortable going outside because they're going to feel more protected. Um, but of course, there'll be people who still feel nervous. And, you know, I mean, everybody just needs to make the best decision for themselves. But I think, I think we're going to get back to a little bit to normal. And I think people are like saying they're fearful of dating again. But I think people who are fearful of dating again have always been nervous going on dates. And that's the majority of us. I remember when I was single, I'd be nervous before every single date. You know, because it's like sometimes dates suck. And like, I'm nervous to be like, am I going to have to carry the conversation throughout the entire date? Are we going to get along? Is she going to be a nice person? You know, these are all things I thought about before dates. And it's like, this could be a terrible night. And that's what I was fearful of. And you're already, right. So you were fearful of that. And then now you have to also factor in the fact that you're fearful of COVID. And so it's like, you're putting a lot more pressure on a date being good. Because if the date's bad, you're like, oh crap, like I'm going out of my comfort zone to go on a date because I'm trying to start dating again. But now it's bad. And I'm also worried about, you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff too. So it's like, it adds extra pressure to the date. And I think it's going to make people more selective, which is a good thing. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, like you said, man, thankfully we don't have to do that. I know. I feel bad for single people out there. All you single people listening to Help I Suck at Dating right now, we're, we're sending our love your way. We hope that you guys have a, a great summer and hopefully a fun, healthy, safe summer. But we're thinking of you. Um, another article here from People Magazine. Do you know who Shayna Mokler is? No idea. No idea either. Who is this person? Why is she in People Magazine? You know what's so funny? People say the exact same thing about me. Okay, thank God for Ashley. So Shayna Mokler is apparently Travis Parker's ex. Travis Travis Barker's. Ashley, why don't you come here and help me with this article really quickly? Help Dean and I. <laughs> fill some, Put some context here to the people. Okay, so the headline is Shayna Mokler calls Travis Barker's PDA with Kourtney Kardashian, quote, weird and explains her shady post. Do you know anything about this? Past. Past. Post. Post. Yeah, I knew it was Okay, post. well. Um, Phil, Dean, and I in. Please. Uh, Travis Barker was married to this. She's like a pageant queen, like beauty model. I don't know. She was and that's Shayna. Yeah. Shauna. And she was always a drama queen. And now she's just weighing in on how public Travis and Courtney have been with their PDA. You know, I got to be honest. Until this very moment, I always thought it was Travis Parker. Like Peter Parker. <laughs> really? Yeah, I never knew it was Barker. Classic. Like Charles. Classic Jared moment. Is that what I mean? Come on. They sound a B and a P, you know? If I'm over the phone, describe like spelling my name, I have to say B as in boy because it either sounds like P or D. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys get that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anywho, so apparently Courtney Kardashian is dating Travis Barker, which I knew, even though I thought it was Parker, and her ex, Shayna Mokler, said, uh, I'm very much over my ex. It's been a long time. However, do I think some of the PDA in that he's doing with her is weird? Yes. Uh, The movie True Romance that I feel like they've been bonding over was the theme of our wedding. I didn't know anything about them, Mm. Travis and Courtney bonding over True Romance. Great movie, though. Our daughter's named after the character in the movie. Oh, that's kind of weird then. Flying banners overhead like we did on Meet the Barkers, which apparently was a reality TV show with them. Stuff like that, I just think it's weird. 
Hey, Jared, let, let Ethan chime in on this one. I think he's got something to say. I, I just want to say really quick, I'm a, I'm a big Blink-182 fan. I'm obsessed with them. So Travis Barker and Shana Mokler had a reality show called Meet the Barkers. And uh, uh, the story goes that uh, Blink-182 went into the studio one day and Travis like showed up with a bunch of cameras and he's like, hey guys, I have a new reality show and we have to write the theme song right now. And it caused a lot of stress in the band and they broke up shortly thereafter. So I kind of blame not her but you blame travis but i blame yeah I, travis and that relationship for causing the end of blink 182 uh so th- that's that's just the background i have on her that's all i want to say uh was he the lead uh, singer of blink 182 he's the drummer he's the drummer so cordy kardashian is dating the drummer of blink 182 or the band formerly exactly. known as blink 182 they they're they're back together now they're- uh Ashley's chiming in in the background. I got nothing. Hold on. And Travis Barker arguably is the most famous member of Blink-182. Yeah, I think, I think like, my mom knows who Travis Barker is, but she doesn't know Tom DeLonge or Mark Hoppus, the other two people right. in the band. Uh, Nor do yeah, I. And he's, I think he's the most wealthy, too, because he has that clothing line and everything. But um, anyway, I, that's why I just wanted to set the record straight on him and Shanna. Well, uh, I, I, first of all, I didn't know that he was the drummer of Blink-182. I actually am way more invested in this relationship now, having known that, because like Easton, I love Blink-182. I am your generic, cliche, white boy <laughs> who grew up in the 90s, loving Third Eye Blind, Blink-182, uh, Nirvana. What else? What are the bands? The Killers. <laughs> wow. Jared, Jared, who was who was the Shanna girl before Travis? I have no idea. A pageant? A she Playboy was, model. She was Playboy model. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they had three kids, and now, they're di- and now they're divorced. Okay, so they had three kids. So she's pissed off because what she's saying is that Travis is using some of the same moves on Courtney that he used on her, specifically with mm. their references towards true romance, which apparently one of their daughters is named after one of the characters in the movie. Listen, I get it. I understand why she'd be a little PO'd about that. But at the same time, I've always kind of excused people using similar moves that they used with their Mm -hmm. ex on their new significant other because you're only one person. You're only so creative. And you're like, also, like, I'm sorry. I like for me personally, I loved Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20 before I started dating Ashley. So even though Ever the Same is our wedding song, it like... You know what I mean? It, it it might've been my, I like, I hate saying this, but it might've been like a wedding song. Like I always envisioned that wedding song before I met Ashley. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't change. Ashley's like, upset. Oh, she's super pissed off right now. But if I'm being honest and vulnerable and truthful on this podcast, like it would have been like, you know what I mean? Like, Everyone's got the same moves. From yeah, person I know. To now person. she's getting all, and here she comes. <laughs> no, I had a wedding song in my head before I met you, and I didn't use it because I didn't want for like the mental image of like what I had to that song. Yeah, you pictured marrying someone else to that song. Yeah, that's why I never even it was never even considered. I didn't play it at the wedding or anything like that. Interesting. But you imagine yourself no, marrying I somebody say, else? I wouldn't say imagine. That song? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say imagine myself, but I would say that I always I, wanted that to be I the song. I always thought like that would be the song I'm I'm going to, you know, use as my first song whenever I get married. And unfortunately, I dated people before you. It's not like I envisioned no, I, it, but it's I'm like I'm not oh. offended or I care at all. I think okay. this is a funny conversation. Um, but the song that I walked down the aisle to, the Hanson song. That I made sure when I heard it for the first time, I was like, "You're not gonna associate this song with anyone." Oh, because- spare me! No, really, I Dina, was like, "Are you buying this crap?" I was like, "This song is so incredible, you can't." <laughs> You're telling me you never of- thought in your head once in your life, while you thought for ten years this was gonna be the song that you walked down the aisle to, you never envisioned who the groom would be. I really, I really tried to keep it more vague. Oh, get out of here. We don't lie on this podcast, Jared, Ashley. I already told you the truth about the other song, which is why it wasn't even played. Yeah, but you're saying that you didn't use it. Now the one yeah. you're saying you're, you did use, you never envisioned. Yes. Why is that so hard to believe? You're just trying to, like, create content. No, I'm being very truthful. I find it hard to believe that you never envisioned once while you were... Maybe what? Maybe yeah, you never sure, envisioned Leonardo DiCaprio standing at the aisle. I'm just making... I just... Can I say something? Can you put me in, really can you put me in Ashley's ear? And 
to make sure that that song was Dean, sacred. Dean wants to chime in here. Oh my goodness. So this is this is my take on it. I don't I don't disbelieve Ashley. I think she's right, but I think she's leaving out a key detail. I think it's not that she never imagined her walking down the aisle with a single person. It's that to the song. It's that she imagined herself walking down the aisle with so many different people. And that's how she kept it vague. And she didn't personalize it because she's like, ooh, Brad Pitt, ooh, Leonardo DiCaprio, ooh, this guy, ooh, this guy, ooh, this guy. <laughs> and so that way it's, it's, it's never going to be meaningful because it's with so many different guys until obviously she did it with you. I you know really I mean? never imagined. I did not imagine my wedding with that many people. I promise. Well, I'm just, I think it's, I think it's just, it's human nature to imagine that, you know, the most beautiful day of your life with just kind of like rerunning it in your head and seeing how it would go if, you know, it was Robert Pattinson walking you down the aisle instead of Taylor Lautner. Kind I of guarantee thing. Ashley's envisioned herself walking down the aisle to Joe Jonas to. Yes, uh, as a 20 yep. year old, Jerry. Uh, but this who is, else? yes, as a 20 year old, for sure. Uh, DiCaprio. I mean, that is really early on. That's like 100%, a, though. That's like a preteen. McConaughey. No. Even after the wedding planner? Jared, I was in seventh grade mm. then. <laughs> what, what else? What other rom-coms? Oh, what's his face from, uh, what's the movie? Your favorite movie of all time. Well, that's Titanic. So. No, the other one. Walk to Remember. Oh, Walk to Remember. What's his name in it? Yes, Jared. Um, Shane West. But Shane I was in West, eighth grade during that phase. Yeah, but you grew up with it. So and definitely these, like in 12th grade, college. That song didn't college. exist at that point. Yeah, but when you heard the song, you thought, oh my God, <laughs> no, I'm going to walk not. down the aisle with Shane West waiting for me this at the aisle. This is very funny, but you know me very, <laughs> like, you know very well that I did not think. You really think. What about when you were on Chris Soul season? N- this so- oh the song did exist when I was on the song did season. exist and she but was no I don't think I don't think so I don't think I ever got to picture my wedding with Chris anywho well that was all fun. right but it was Thanks very fun joining. very fun anywho <laughs> what the hell were we even talking about I think it's about time we go ahead and say goodbye for the week what do you say <laughs> sorry Jared? Dean that was that we went on a tangent there holy no crap. it's nice it was I appreciate that that was really good it, it uh enlivened the conversation and definitely enriched the podcast a little bit so I appreciate that <laughs> uh I'm exhausted now that was tiring yeah well you know you should go take a nap I want to go ahead and say thank you to you and your lovely wife for joining us on the podcast um big thank you to Austin be sure to go check out his dating app called The Locks Club uh, and see if it's coming to a city near you anytime soon. In the meantime, just jump on the app and find the high standard uh, person that you're you're so desiring for. So that didn't really make any sense, but I'm just going to keep on rolling with it. Uh, big thank you to myself for uh, having to listen and endure through Jared and Ashley uh, <laughs> talking you know, for that was, hours on end. That is a, that is a job <laughs> in itself, my friend. <laughs> Um, anyways, thank you to Easton and Riley for always being the best of the best. And uh, be sure to tune in next week, folks, because you know what? We might just suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. 
There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 